The Bible Study Podcast, episode 174. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of fruitful parenting. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. When I started thinking about doing this particular study, one of the things that encouraged me to do a study on parenting in general, even knowing that a number of you weren't parents, is that I think that there's a lot of applicability in this topic to everyone. And we talked about that a little last week. This week, I'd like to talk about why I chose the title Fruitful Parenting. If you ask a number of people what the Bible says about parenting, It's my opinion that the verse that gets used a lot in terms of parenting and the Bible is a verse from Proverbs 13, and you may have heard this. He who spares the rod hates his son, or he who spares the rod spoils the child. Now, that is obviously a verse that talks about parenting, and it's a verse by Solomon, who the Bible tells us is one of the wisest people ever. So I think it's definitely something we should talk about, but we're going to talk about it later. And next week, actually, we're going to talk a little more depth about Solomon and his parenting style, but also his parenting success or failure. And we're going to look at a lot of parents from the Bible, especially a lot of parents who may not have done such a good job in what they did wrong. But the verse that I think that should most inform our relationships with one another, and especially in this case, the parenting relationship, is this verse instead from Galatians, Galatians 5, 20 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now, you may not have looked at this verse and thought, oh, look, here's a verse about parenting. Because it doesn't say anything about parenting in there. It doesn't say anything about kids, mothers, or fathers. But let me put it to you this way. If this is a verse that describes the way that we should behave as mature Christians, which it is, which it does, shouldn't this, in fact, be a verse that describes how we behave in our most important relationships, including, obviously, parenting? Now, those of you who are clever have also figured out that I could have used this verse and said, this is a verse about how you should behave with your coworkers. This is a verse about how you should behave with your friends. That's also true, and one of the reasons I think there's going to be some general applicability in this particular study. But I'd like to look at parenting through the lens of the fruit of the Spirit. And the reason I want to do that is, if you look at those two verses, and you think about the attributes that it's talking about, I think you would be hard-pressed to argue that if I behave in this fashion, if I exhibit this fruit in my life, that I won't be more successful in my relationships, and especially in the relationship of parenting. So let's break this down, and we're going to go through some of the fruit of the Spirit as it is applicable to relationships in a relational way, with a focus especially on parenting, starting with the first one, which is love. Now, I heard an interesting interview recently. Someone was saying that they had had a chance to talk to Steve Jobs at a cocktail party. And they were talking about technical products and how successful Apple has been recently. And whether you love them or hate them, they have been very successful for their stockholders. They put out a series of products that a lot of people like. 
And so this person went up to Steve Jobs and said, what is your secret? Why is it that you have been so successful with product after product after product? The first thing he said is, well, we're not always successful. And next week, we're going to look at parenting styles that are not always successful and parents in the Bible who are not successful. But the second thing he said, I think, is a little more interesting. And clearly, their conversation wasn't about parenting, but he thought for a little bit. And then he said, well, you have to care that basically that company can't make good products if they don't really care about what they're doing. And you may know that he has got a reputation for being very fanatical about how he cares about how the product turns out and has very, very strong opinions about that. But that just struck me as an interesting statement, and it struck me as interesting because I was thinking at the time I was mulling over this particular study. And I think that probably a real good place to start with in terms of talking about the parenting relationship is you've got to care. That basically, if we don't start at least with caring how our children turn out, with caring how the people that we're in relationship with turn out, then we're not doing justice to that relationship. Now, the parenting relationship is an interesting one to look at because the model that God sets for caring in the parenting relationship, when we talk about God being the father, is a sacrificial love. So it is a caring as in, I care what my son does, I care what my daughter does, and I show that in a great variety of ways. And one of the reasons I want to look at this through the lens of the fruit of the Spirit is that it shows us a variety of different attributes. But sometimes I express that caring in affection, obviously. I hold my children even to this day, even though they're out of their teens now, in my arms, and I tell them I love them. I think that is part of what caring means. Caring means reading bedtime stories. Caring means spending time with. Caring means thinking about what it is that I want for them, what it is that God wants for them, and then spending the time to work towards those goals. But caring also sometimes means tough love. And caring sometimes, and within the last 25 hours in my life, caring meant nagging. Caring meant, I care what you do in this situation. I care that this gets done, and I'm not going to give up on pushing you to do it because I think it's the right thing for you to do. So caring is not always expressed in lovely, cuddly, fun ways, although that's my favorite way to express caring. And I think the more that we express our love in those ways first then I think the more that when we have to express our love in the other ways, when we have to discipline, as that verse talked about, and we're going to go in more detail about discipline. I'm going to tell you my whole theory about discipline because I am one who totally believes that that verse is true, that spare the rod, spoil the child. But we're going to go into the context of how I would interpret that verse later on, and it's going to be a little different perhaps. So I think it starts with love, and it starts with love, and that is modeled for us by God in his relationship with us. When we look for verses about God as Father, I found 1 John chapter 3, the first few verses. How great is the love that God has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And this is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. I like the word lavished 
when it comes to love. And I like it especially when it comes to love of parent to child. That the reason in this set of verses I think that God is choosing to use the word father is that the model he is looking for is the love of a father who wants the best for his children. The love of a mother who puts the needs of those children so high to do things for them just out of love. The love that is lavished on children because you love them, not because of what they've done or what they haven't done. And when I talk to people who are about to be parents for the first time, number one advice I would give to kids is love the stuffing out of them. Everything else will get easier if if from the moment you take the child home from the hospital, you take every opportunity to show them, not just tell them, but show them how much you love them. I think at every age, things will be easier. That doesn't mean that they won't be without tensions. Remember, I've had some even within the last 24 hours here. But the number one thing we need to learn in all our relationships is that they start with love. They start with sacrificial love. They start with hard love sometimes. A love that cares too much to not act. Love that cares too much to not influence. Sometimes a love that cares too much to not nag. Although that is not my favorite part of parenting. And so as we look at this relationship of parent to child... I think we have to understand that how we express and how often we express the love that we feel is the starting place. When you bring a child home from the hospital, you don't start with their college application. You don't start with teaching them to read. You don't start with teaching them to ride a bike. Those have yet to come. You don't start with teaching them how to drive a car. You start with expressing love and creating a relationship. And I think that is true in our relationships is before we try and encourage, before we try and guide, before we try and change, we love someone. So that's where we'll start this study, and I want that to be a foundation for everything we look into. So, for instance, as we talk next week about joy, as we talk about patience and perseverance and all of those things, in the context of parenthood, in the context of our relationships, we have to remember this foundational level of love. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave them as a comment on this episode. You can also follow me on Twitter. And as always, thanks so much for listening. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.